Hey guys, welcome back to On the Table. It's your host and your bestie, Anthony. Hope you guys are doing really, really well. Um, I am once again recording a podcast episode at 12.30 in the morning right now because I can't sleep, number one. And number two, I had a really good episode topic, like idea, and I didn't want to lose that when I woke up tomorrow to film. So, uh, yeah, this has just been a reoccurring thing for me recording my podcast at random late hours of the night and just truth bombing you know but before we get into the episode i have a couple of updates um i got a new microphone so if the quality is better let me know let me know if you guys like the quality or not um, I don't really know how I feel about it yet, but I have to probably get used to it because it is like a very, very different microphone than what I've had before. So I think I just have to get a little bit used to it. But yeah, um, I also recently got back into the gym. This is my today was my second day back at the gym since August of last year. And I. I'm just enjoying it. I, I love the gym. Like, I'm, like, specific, more specifically, like, running. I, like, I love running on the treadmill now. Like, that's, like, my new thing. And it makes, like, afterwards, it makes me feel so good. Like, I get, I think I get, like, runner's high or something. Or, like, if you don't know what runner's high is, basically, like, after you run, you, like, feel happier or, like, euphoric in a way. I think I get runner's high now. And I never thought I'd be the one to say that, but I I now get runner's high. Even though I'm not really a runner, it's like literally my second day, and I'm like calling myself a runner. It's my second day back. But I do feel a lot better after running, especially if I'm like stressed or a little bit sad. I go on a run, and afterwards I'm just like, I feel great. Um, so yeah. I have a story about the gym, actually. So uh, this was the first day back I went to the gym. Um, I had gotten there like 30 minutes and it was just, I was just like by myself the entire time for the 30 minutes that I was there. And like the last 10 minutes I was at the gym, this guy walks in with like a sweatshirt, like a gray sweatshirt, some black workout shorts and gym shoes. And he just, he starts up his treadmill and he goes to the one not next to me, but, like, the next one after that. So, like, it was, like, I was on a treadmill. There was a space where no one was on a treadmill. Then he was on the next one. And I like that because it's, like, um, we're not too close to each other. But he just starts sprinting on this treadmill. And it, like, scares me a little bit. Like, he's going full speed. Like, I'm, I'm, I literally mean, like, he's going full speed. And it's so, it's scaring me. Honestly, it, it really was scaring me. Um, so, yeah, that happened, and then today, my AirPods died, so I was just listening, I was just listening to people grunting for, like, an hour, and it was really not good for me, like, I don't, I wanted my music so bad, but my AirPods had died. (laughs) Now, so, speaking of my AirPods, I've made a discovery recently that, like, the wired headphones that Apple gives you with your phone... Those are, like, a lot louder than AirPods. Like, my AirPods are, like, really low in volume. And, like, Apple needs to fix that because they're charging, like, 
200 to like $600 for AirPods. And they're not even that loud. At least the, not the ones that I have. But maybe I, maybe I just need to get new AirPods. I think that's what it is. I just might just need to get new AirPods. Anyway. So yeah. I've just been really enjoying going to the gym and running on the treadmill. Um, like, now, I kind of feel like me going to the gym is like a reward. It's so weird. I never thought I'd be this way. But... It's like a weird reward. I don't know how to explain it. I just feel so proud of myself after, like, when I muster up enough energy to go up to the gym. Like, I just feel so good about myself. Um, so, yeah, I've just been enjoying the gym. I'll let you guys know how long this lasts. I honestly just don't see it lasting that long, but maybe it will. I don't know. Um, I did make a goal for myself to be able to run a half marathon in one sitting on the treadmill. And the first day I went back running, I ran three miles. And I think I pushed myself a little bit too hard because I woke up the next day feeling absolutely trashed. My body felt terrible. Abs my body felt absolutely terrible. It was so just bad. It was so bad. But yeah, that's the update on the gym. I had another update I wanted to talk about. And then I forgot. I hate when this happens. Yeah, I don't remember what the other update was. And it's like pissing me off because I really wanted to talk about this. Oh my god, what was I talking about? Uh, this is awkward. Anyway, uh, I'll probably come back to it in the middle of me talking about the actual topic of today's episode, which is all about traveling. And everything just surrounding traveling but if that um update comes back into my mind i will just randomly just stop talking about the actual topic and start talking about that instead so yeah um let's get into the episode we're going to be talking about traveling i miss it so much the last solo trip i, I mean not solo trip but like the last trip i went on was in december and i am hungry for another trip like i want to go on another trip so bad and it's eating it's eating me up especially because where i live like there's not a lot to do here and it's like now especially it's like cold boring and gray and sad and depressing looking outside so like i mean like it's sunny most of the time but the days where it gets cloudy it gets really really emo for me and dark so i just like it's just bad. But, like, I'm just craving another trip. I don't know where I would even want to go. I just I just want to get out of here again. I'm craving another trip. But anyway, yeah, we're going to be talking about traveling, why I like it, why I hate it, everything like that. So let's just get into the episode. So, yeah. Okay, so I actually remember what I was going to say about the other update. It was about my microphone. So um, the day I'm recording this is the day that I actually ordered the microphone, and now it's here because Amazon is so weird. Like, I ordered this microphone at, like, 7.30 in the morning because I just, I was on Amazon scrolling, like I usually do when I'm bored, and 
I saw this thing and I clicked on the microphone that I had saved. And it was like, oh, if you buy this in the next three hours, it'll get delivered to you today between 5 and 10 p.m. And I was like, oh, my God, this is perfect. So I ordered it. And it literally got here at, like, 9.45. And I was so, con- like, Amazon does this, like, and the thing is, I ordered coffee off of Amazon. I ran out of Chamberlain coffee, so I ordered more. And it won't, it literally won't even be here till the end of March. I have no coffee for literally a month. And I'm so confused why my, why my microphone got here so fast. This is literally made in China. But the coffee that I ordered is literally from Los Angeles. And it's not going to be here until another month. It's so weird. But I honestly just cannot get enough of Amazon. I can't. I love Amazon to death. I actually think it, I thought it was a great idea for Amazon to, like, own, not own, but, like, well, yeah, I mean, like, own, but, like, them for, like, open Amazon, like, actual stores in big cities, but I feel like that would just, like, turn really crazy really fast, so I retracted that idea, but, yeah, enough about Amazon. I'm going to be getting into everything traveling. Uh, I love traveling. I've always love traveling i love going to new places that i've never been to before excuse me i burped and i had pasta for dinner and i still taste it and the parmesan with it that's so nasty i hate when that happens reminds me of that time i literally threw up, threw up in my mouth when i was at the gym the first day because i i eaten dinner before i went to go work out and i literally threw up in my mouth and it was not pleasant but anyway yeah i love going to different places and experiencing new things new um environments new people i love it uh i think the first trip i went to actually i don't remember i don't even know why i was gonna try to tell a story like that i don't even remember what what the first trip i went on was i don't remember it was so long ago i don't remember and i think i was like two to be honest, or three. I might have been three or four. Again, I don't know. But my dream vacation spots are Greece. Like, right now, my dream spot is, like, Greece right now. Greece and, like, south of Italy. I love those two places so much because it's just so beautiful. It's so rich in culture and history, and I just, like, love that. The food sends me because it's so good and like everything about it is just so mag like I love south of Italy and Greece I just love it there also like the weather I heard wasn't really bad at all like it has like a I think they said that it has like the climate of like Florida we're talking in like United States terms but yeah those are like my top two right now places I want to go also, the norms like Paris. I'd love to go back to New York. I can't wait till I go back to New York. Um, Los Angeles, I definitely want to visit this year, but it's not it's not a priority because, to be honest, I kind of hate LA. I kind of do hate LA a little bit. I have a love hate relationship with LA because I love it, but I also kind of hate it at the same time. I don't. I actually don't really know why I hate it either. I just kind of hate it, but I also love it at the same time. Like, would I want to move to L.A.? Yeah. 
or do I want to live in LA? No. And when I mean live, I mean like I don't want to spend the rest of my life in Los Angeles because I literally would go crazy and probably kill myself, to be completely honest with you, because the LA culture and stuff like that is not that great. But, yeah. Um, I also want to go to Switzerland. And, like, do, like, a whole winter vacation there. I feel like that could be really, really fun. And just, like, comfy, like, almost, like, comfy feeling. I love Switzerland. Like, the landscape of Switzerland is, like, just so great. Um, but, yeah. Um, I love traveling. Again, like I said, experiencing new cultures is always a big thing. Meeting new people, trying the cultural foods of that place or like the common foods that people eat of that place um different climates also like flying is a little bit fun but like not like 90 percent of the time flying is not fun i although flying is efficient i don't like flying i really don't because um I always feel so shitty, like, after I get off a flight. And I th- I'm pretty sure that's, like, a common thing. But, like, I feel so terrible. Like, my head hurts after a flight all the time, literally all the time. I get, I always get a new pimple somewhere on my face after a flight. Hate it. Um, my lips are always chapped. I'm always just, like, uncomfortable for some reason whenever I fly. I, I don't like being comfortable on a flight, especially... And, um, when I go to New York at some point this year, it's literally a six-hour flight. And the the longest flights that I've been on have only been, like, four hours. But, like, a six-hour flight sounds like a nightmare. But taking a red eye honestly should fix that because you could just go to sleep. Another underrated thing are, like, red-eye flights. And people just don't like them for some reason. I love red-eye flights. Like, the whole idea of it is just, like, genius to me. It's so genius. You literally go to the airport at, like, 8 p.m. You board your plane by, like, 9. Your flight is six hours long. You go to sleep from 9 p.m. to 6. No, 9. Oh, my God, I did that math. I did that math so terribly wrong. Let's count on our fingers, guys. Uh, what did I say? My flight leaves at 9. Three. You get to your destination at th- by like 3, 3 a.m. And, or maybe your flight even leaves later, like midnight. And it's a six-hour flight. You're there by 6 a.m. You're all, you're all energized because you've been sleeping through the flight. And you're ready to go. Like, I love red-eye flights. They're so underrated. But I don't go on them because my mother hates them for some reason. I don't know why she hates red eye flights. I like I like them. I really do. I love red eye flights. Um, but yeah, like some things I hate about fly like hate about flying too. I yeah I just I hate it. I hate the whole my I I hate feeling like I'm constantly uncomfortable on a flight. I can't stand it. Or I also hate when like. I'm on a plane, and people with a lot of stuff just sit next to me, and 
the plane is really small, I, that makes me so nervous. Because I don't like being cramped in an already small plane. Like, I don't like that. That's so... It actually makes me really, really scared. Because I feel like I'm just going to, like, suffocate. With someone with a lot of stuff sitting next to me and also the plane being small. Speaking of which, we should literally just cancel small planes. There's no reason why a plane should be so small that your luggage doesn't fit in the aisle. Like, I, I've never understood that ideology. But yeah. Speaking of flying, um, I also want to talk about, like, the out-of-body experience that you have when you're in the air on a flight. It's it's so interesting because whenever this has happened all the times that I've ever flown, I've flown, um, and I've always had like some sort of out of body experience or like sensation while I'm flying. Maybe it's the altitude, I don't know, but I whenever I fly, I feel like I'm not in my own body. I feel like I'm watching myself. And it's honestly kind of scary because it feels like I'm gonna die. And it's just such a weird sensation. It's honestly not even describable, to be honest. Like, I, I cannot describe that feeling of going up in the air, taking off. You're in the air. And also, like, I always think about, too, like, how planes are able to just float and that might sound and hey again i'm not dumb okay i play dumb a lot i'm not actually that dumb but i've never gotten the concept of how planes can actually just float in the air like that at such altitudes it's it's really confusing to me and it's again is it embarrassing a little bit yes but can someone please tweet me about how do planes, like how are planes able to float that high up in the sky? Because I still don't understand. But yeah, whenever I fly, I feel like I'm watching myself and it makes me really scared. Because it feels like, again, I'm going to die. Even though that's like totally not the case. It could be like, it literally, I took a one hour flight before and I almost had a panic attack because I couldn't feel, like, I just physically could not feel myself. As weird as that sounds, like, I was just, um, sitting in my seat with my eyes closed, and, like, I had, it felt like I wasn't inside my own body, and it caused a little bit of panic because I really thought I was going to die, even though nothing was happening around me. Like, I just felt like I was going to die. Like, it felt like I was watching, I felt like my soul was watching me pass away in a, in a way. It, it was really, like, dark. But I had to keep my cool so that I wouldn't ensue panic throughout the entire plane. Because that's like, that's, like, something you should, like, never do. At all. Like, you should never just cause panic on a plane for no reason. Because then the the pilot gets distracted and you don't want to re you don't want to be responsible for 
a plane, a whole plane crash, especially over the ocean or something like that's terrifying. But yeah, I the out of body experience truly is something like a different like. But like if you've experienced it, I really want to know your guys's experiences with it. Or like if you know what I'm talking about, because it's like indescribable. I can't describe it. But yeah, next we're gonna be talking about airplane etiquette which for some reason is so hard for, for people to follow and and it, which is another reason why i hate flying is people just don't know airplane etiquette like you're not supposed to blast your music without headphones on the plane that someone has literally done that before and they weren't reprimanded for it and i was really surprised like this one lady was like on facebook i don't even know how she had service in the sky but she was on facebook like mid-flight and she just starts playing the loudest video for no reason and i was just like i'm trying to sleep and also this one lady i know this can't really be controlled in a way i mean it can but also it kind of can't this one lady and her kid just kept like they were talking and they were talking so loud and they were talking for so long like i know i'm like not kidding they were literally talking the entire time the whole two hours i was on the plane they were talking the entire time and like the kid was actually like really really smart for his age like i'm talking this kid was talking about like physics and stuff and he's like seven like i bet he knows how planes float in the sky more than I do. Like, I feel like he knows more about that than I do, which is really embarrassing. But, yeah, they just would not stop talking. And I feel like when you're on a plane, give your kids an iPad, okay? Give them something to, to distract them from talking. Because kids literally will talk for hours if you let them. They will talk for hours. But if you throw an iPad or something in their face, they're completely silent for as long as you want them to be and it's great even though that sounds really bad as a person who doesn't have kids that, that sounds really really messed up and like cruel but it's true like you throw an ipad in a kid's face it's not going to really care or realize what's around them which then stops them from talking i feel like that's a good strategy Also, with airplane etiquette, like, not leaving your trash. Like, you just shouldn't leave your snack trash on your seat. Or, if you are eating, don't smack your food because you're sitting right next to someone on a tiny plane. That literally makes me want to scream every single time it happens. Like, this has never happened to me personally, but this has happened. Like, I've seen people do this to other passengers on the flight. On the plight, you guys, I, I swear, the only reason why I cannot speak right now is because it is midnight. It's literally almost 1 a.m. right now. That's the reason why I can't speak. I promise I'm at the safe flight. We're going to act like it didn't happen. Anyway, someone I watched someone do this to someone on a flight, and I felt so sorry for this poor woman because this man literally was smacking on goldfish in her ear. 
not on purpose, but he was just chewing way too loud in her ear. Because they were, like, shoulder to shoulder together. So, like, there wasn't really any room for space. And it was a three-seat, and people, all three people stood up to their seat and were sitting down. It was really jarring for me to watch. I hate loud chewers on an airplane. I hate it. Also, leaving your trash in the seat, like, the least you could do is just put your trash in your carry-on. That's what I, I always leave my, I always put my trash in my carry-on, the way I don't leave trash in the, um, like, tray table. That's so annoying. Again, this doesn't happen to me, but the day it does happen, I'm going to make a very nasty complaint. Even though, actually, I take that back, because I don't even know who I would complain to, because I can't complain to the airline, because it's not, it wasn't really their fault. It's more of the passenger's fault. I'll, whoever it is, I'll find the passenger, and I'll reprimand them for it, because no one does anything about it, so. Um, there's another one I wanted to discuss about airplane etiquette, and I lost it. Maybe recording at midnight isn't such a good idea. Because I keep forgetting everything I want to talk about. Um. Oh, also, if you are a frequent peer, if you, like, if you cannot hold your bladder, do not request anything other than an aisle seat. Because having to get up 35 times during a flight is not chill. I hate it. And I'm actually talking about myself because I am a frequent peer. Like, I have to pee a lot of times. And when I do have to pee, on a, specifically on a plane, I have to pee a lot on a plane for some reason. Like, whenever I'm on a plane, I pee at least, like, eight times. Depending on how long the flight is, too. Like, a four-hour three or four hour flight, I pee like at least like six times. Or if it's like a longer than that, I definitely would pee more. But I need to real I need to keep this in the back of my mind because whenever I do that I always end up with a middle seat. And I feel so bad for having people like I feel bad for people having to get up and let me out like every thirty minutes. I hate it. Uh so I was talking about myself there. Frequent peers though. Just You just gotta, like, handle it the right way, though. You know? Alright. Next, I'm gonna be talking about the pressure of feeling like you have to make the most of your vacation and why you shouldn't feel that way. All the time, at least. So, I went to Florida for a Christmas vacation, uh, this past Christmas, and it was really fun. I enjoyed it a lot. I loved it. I loved every second of it. But I was putting my, for the first couple days I was there, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to do as much stuff as I could that day. Like, when I first got there, I got off the plane. Remember when I had been up since 4 in the, four in the morning? So I got off the plane. I was so tired. But I was like, I want to go to the beach. And I 
like the beach was literally was not even like suitable for people to go on the beach because it was like only like 63 degrees it was really cold on the beach that day which i kind of honestly don't hate like being on the beach when it's like a little bit cold out isn't a terrible thing like i kind of like it not more than it being sunny and really warm though like if it's like cold and overcast at the beach honestly i kind of don't mind it but yeah i literally went to the beach immediately after that and i was putting so much pressure on myself to go there i was like i need to go like literally we landed we got uber to our hotel as soon as we got to the hotel i was like i need to go to the beach i need to get a tan I was like, I need to take some cool Instagram pics. And I literally just laid there on the beach listening to music. Like, and I was so tired, which is why I'm so confused as, as to why I thought it was a good idea to just put pressure on myself to do stuff. And then on the second day, uh, actually... I had planned this before I actually, like, went on the trip and went there. I was like, um, the day after we land, I'm going to watch the sunrise at 6.30 in the morning on the beach with a coffee in hand. I thought I was literally going to eat it up, too. I ended up not waking up six, waking up at 6.30 a.m. at all the entire trip. And I did not watch the sunrise at all one time. And I also made a promise to myself to watch the sunset at least one time and I didn't actually I kind of did uh I did like once but then I made it to the point where like I was like I want to watch the sunset every day I only watched it once and then the second time I tried to watch it um I missed it because I was getting a smoothie I was literally running back to the hotel to catch the sunset and I missed it it was really sad and it was on my last day too i was so emo about that but yeah a lot of, i feel like this is a universal experience too because a lot of people have said this on like tiktoks i've seen where they're like oh you're trying to make pov you're trying to make the best of your vacation and you have like a whole itinerary planned out but in order to have a good trip you don't need you don't always need an itinerary Especially if you're going on a trip that, like, is for your mental health, which is what my trip was for, you don't need an itinerary all the time. I feel like itineraries are kind of overrated, because it's like, why can't we just be spontaneous and plan stuff out as we go? I feel like that you have a lot more fun with that, at least for me. I have a lot more fun when I'm on vacation and... I don't have a whole plan set out. I end up, actually end up having a worse day if I make a plan because I end up disappointing myself about the events that I didn't end up getting to do, and then I feel really shitty about it, and uh, I kind of throw a breakdown a little bit, but it's just better when you don't have a plan at all. That way, you don't feel like you're, you feel, you don't feel like you have to try to accomplish everything. Like, you can just go with the flow. But, itineraries also aren't bad if you're going on vacation in a big city like paris like paris is the city where you actually should really have an itinerary 
because there's so much to do there. there's a lot of people or even los angeles to be honest like or even new york all three of those places you i would probably say you need an itinerary for but like if you're going to like like where i went in florida it, i didn't go to miami because i cannot i literally cannot stand miami florida there's just too much going on there and i don't know maybe i'll go i'm saying i don't want to go now but i probably am going to go soon not soon but I'll, I'll probably eventually end up going um but i went to like this like town city that's kind of like off of tampa just a little bit um and i mean there was a bunch of like little shops there and I was trying to make an itinerary for myself when there literally wasn't, it wasn't that much to do, but there also kind of was, like, I didn't, there wasn't any, like, vintage or thrift stores, because I wanted to also shop, too, again, and I got mad, and I got sad at myself, or I got mad at myself, because I didn't go shopping how I wanted to, and I ended up getting skimmed out of $300 for two hoodies and a bucket hat, and I've already told that story, I'm pretty sure. But if I haven't, I got you guys next week because I cannot remember if I actually told that story or not. I don't know. But, yeah, I wanted to go either vintage or thrift shopping, and I ended up not doing that. And I also really wanted to go outside of that city per Uber and just explore surrounding cities, and I didn't get to end up doing, I didn't end up doing that either. And I got really mad and sad about it because I was like, Cause me personally, I don't like. I hate not reaching my goals, especially ones that I really, really want to accomplish. I don't like. I hate not completing stuff that I really want to complete. It's kind of a pet peeve of mine, but what was I talking about? Oh my god, it's so late, and I'm trying my hardest to remember everything I'm saying. Literally, what was I talking about? Yeah, I just... Oh, I remember. Yeah, I just really don't... I Itineraries... Me and itineraries just, like, don't... I don't even really like them that much. They're, like, even in bigger cities, too. For me, in bigger cities as well, I don't really like having an itinerary because I want to feel like a local. And locals really don't have itineraries. They kind of just know where everything is. To the... Like in the place where you're traveling to. Like, they kind of just know where everything is, and I love pretending to be a local in every single place that I go to, except for Tampa, because I literally was walking around 50 percent, 50% of my trip with a Clearwater Beach hoodie, and, like, no one would wear that that's actually from Clearwater, so. Uh, yeah. Or even New York. I really want an I Heart New York shirt. I, I'm, like, I'm craving one right now, but, like, no one who actually lives in, and who grew up in New York would actually ever get that, so, yeah. Um, like, the feeling of feeling like a local, though, is so fun, because it's, like, you get to, like, escape from your actual reality and kind of, like, go into, like, a, your own kind of fantasy, like, what life would be like to live in that certain place and I also think that could be really fun too like imagining yourself living in the place that you're traveling to 
like when I went to Florida, I was like, I could live here. And then I was like, oh, wait, I actually really would hate living here because there's just a lot of people in Florida is like not my favorite state um, because there's just, again, a lot going on there. But yeah, the beach was really nice, though. I loved it. I just feel like itineraries are super overrated, and I feel like we should kind of cancel them. And we should honestly normalize just living in the moment on vacation and being spontaneous. Like, nothing is wrong with having a little spontaneity on your vacation. Like, let's say you plan in your head, oh, I'm going on vacation in Hawaii. I want to wake up early, watch the sunrise, and get a coffee. But you actually end up waking up at 3 p.m., and there, there's a luau happening. And you woke up just in time for the luau. And, and being at a luau was so much more fun than watching a sunrise to me. And that literally could be, like, your favorite memory of the trip. And you would have never had that if you actually went according to your plan. Like I said, having spontaneity is not a bad thing in your trips. It really isn't. My note. I'm, I'm like, slaying down right now on my back in my closet. This is usually where I record my podcast. And my nose is getting very stuffy. I'm not sick, but for some reason my no like my right nostril just got really stuffy. So if I sound congested, I promise I'm not sick. Um, I just know what's going on with my body, but I know I'm not sick. None of that anymore. So yeah. Um. Also, feeling free when you're traveling, like I said. The whole idea of escaping your reality, you're like your own reality and kind of being a new person per se when you're living, I mean, when you're traveling somewhere is like a really, really good feeling. Where did I go? Uh, I went to Atlanta, right? And I like immediately clicked with the whole Atlanta lifestyle, which is why I love it there so much and why I really want to move there is because I, like, automatically clicked with the lifestyle. It's, like, fast-paced, but then you have some areas that are, like, not as fast-paced, but, you know, are still pretty populous, and then you have your surrounding towns that no one really goes to, and then you have your beach towns that are good for just mental health trips. Like, I honestly just really clicked with the city, and I didn't really think about any of my problems that I was having at that time when I was there, and I feel like that's kind of like the best part about having the privilege to travel is because you don't think about other things while you're on that trip. You just think about what you're going to do, and you're just thinking about like having fun, but when I was in Atlanta... Um, I literally was not worried about anything besides, like, what I was going to get for dinner, like, what new restaurant I was going to try. And it, it kind of was like a, what's the word? Like, it, it was a breath of fresh air. It was definitely a breath of fresh air, to say the least. Um, because I'm just naturally, like, an overthinker. Like, I get really anxious and I overthink a lot of stuff. 
and like and I mean like it's constant I literally could be laying down in my bed about to go to sleep and then I'll like start worrying about like if like I'm gonna graduate or not even though I know I'm literally going to fucking graduate but I start worrying about like I'm like oh my god what if I like don't have enough credits by senior year or, or like I just start making up like fake scenarios in my head which honestly is my own fault and I wonder why I do that I think it's some sort of coping mechanism for something but that should be an episode in itself like why do like why is it a thing where people who are like overly anxious just like make up scenarios in their head It's so weird. Like, even as a child, I literally would always do that. I would, like, like if my mom was at work a little bit later than usual, I would automatically assume she got in a car accident, and I would literally, like, start, I would actually, like, start crying. Like, I would make myself cry because of the scenarios that I create, like, in my head. It was so bad. But steering, steering away from that, being on vacation, it really was nice to just only have to think about what I'm going to wear, where I'm going to shop at, and what I'm going to eat for dinner. And that was literally it. And I'm so excited to go back to Atlanta, hopefully soon. I'm hoping on planning on going back during spring break because I just really want to go there and like go to the, one of the beaches that Georgia has. Um, but I'm just so excited. I, I honestly am so pumped about going back. Because I just instantly clicked with the city. You know? And I never even thought about it, too. Like, um, when I was, like, narrowing down the places I wanted to live, Atlanta never crossed my mind until I actually went there. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, wow. And this is going to sound so terrible. But, like, one of the like one of the leading factors why I clicked with Atlanta so much was the amount of vegan restaurants that they have. And this is so selfish of me because I'm a vegetarian. I don't like meat. I don't like eating meat. Um, I've I've been vegetarian for like two years now. Two or three. I've actually no. It's been like three years. It's been like three and a half years. It's literally been three and a half years, and I haven't even felt like it. Holy crap! Um, but there's so much like food diversity there. It's so, there's so much, there's a whole vegan Jamaican restaurant in Atlanta. There's, like, this all-vegan burger place, like, a bunch of diners have vegan options, like, it's crazy. It's, like, it's on, it's so crazy. Also, I feel like living there, I kind of get to live out, like, my celebrity fantasy, because a lot of celebrities and famous people live in Atlanta. Like, more than you would actually think. And they're just, like, doing things, like, casually just walking the streets of downtown Atlanta. And they're just like, oh, hey. Like, wow. You see. Who? Who lives in Atlanta that I know? Celebrity-wise. I feel like a celebrity I know, like, ju- like just moved there, too. I can't put my finger on it right but there's just like there's like a lot of uh celebrity in there and also it's like black celebrities too which is like always like even better but 
yeah, not having to think about anything while you're on vacation, or, like, not overthinking is something that comes really easily to me when I'm on a, like, peaceful vacation. If I'm on a vacation that has something to do with, like, school or work of some sort, that doesn't happen. That literally does not happen because you're still focusing on stuff that you were thinking about when you were at home. So, yeah. Next thing I'm going to be talking about, which, honestly, I feel really passionate about, is the post-vacation depression. I experienced this for the first time after my Florida trip, and it was really, really bad. So, I came back from Florida, I think, on December 26th or 27th, I don't remember, and the moment I stepped off, the moment I got out of the airport, like, like, I got out of the doors of the airport, coming back home, and I felt, like, really, really sad, because I went from a sunny place that was warm to, like, a place that day that was, like, gray and rainy and cold, and literally, when I tell you guys, I literally, the the second I stepped out of those doors to the airport, I was, like, depressed, like, I knew I was gonna have a depressive episode. And I literally cried probably for three hours when I got home because I just hate being here. Like, I don't hate being at home in my own personal house. I just hate being in this city and state. It just makes me depressed because everyone here is so close-minded that I've met. I wouldn't say everyone. I'm, I don't want to generalize. But most people that I've met and encountered here are very close-minded individuals. And I'm not close-minded at all. And they're very judgmental here for absolutely no reason. And it takes a toll on me because I'm the opposite of most of those things. Like, I I embrace my creative, creative side. I tell people I have a podcast, and they're, like, shocked. They're like, what's a podcast? Or they're like, they're just, like, shocked that I have one at such a young age. And it's like, yeah, I mean, like, it's a good hobby to have. You talk about your feelings or talk about, you literally talk about whatever you want for however many days you want. You could do it every day or, like, once a week like I do. And it's really fun. You also get to help people, which is, like, the best part. So, yeah, I just, the post-seasonal, not seasonal, I mean, that kind of too, but the post-vacation depression literally hits the worst. I feel like it's kind of similar to post-concert depression. I don't think I've ever been to a concert, but, yeah, I've never been to a concert, but I know I will probably this year go to a concert, and I'll experience that firsthand, but right now, I don't know what that's like, but I, can, but I can imagine it's similar, like, it's similar principles. You go from something really fun, such as your vacation, you come back home, and it's just, like, it's, like, like you feel empty inside, almost, or, like, it's boring again, and, like, you get really, like, depressed and sad. It literally took me a week to get my life back together after I got home from vacation, because I was just so depressed. I was going through a really, really bad depressive episode. Because I just did not, like, want to be home. 
Like I was bawling my eyes out when I got home after after being at the airport. I was just like, this I can't do this. And that's kind of a con of traveling is going through that post vacation depression because it's almost like inevitable, right? As long as I'm going to keep continue to keep living here, I'm going to get post vacation depression. Because most of the places that I've been to are like a million times better in comparison. And then I come back here and it's just like like I like I get a new perspective on people when I travel. And then when I come back here, everyone is just so like one way or like no way, you know? That's just how I feel, though. And unless I move, then that's just gonna keep happening. Or even if, I, even if you like, I feel like if you like, even if you move to a new city, right? That's a lot more exciting and fun, and more lively. I still feel like you can still get post vacation depression because you're going back to your normal life and. Most people on vacation live out their fantasies, like things that they've never done before they do on vacation. And then when you come back to your home, you have to start worrying about certain things again, and you don't get to live out your fantasy. And I feel like that hits people sometimes really, really hard in the worst way possible. And it gets really dark. But, like, I'm just glad mine was only a week because... I feel like it would have continued if I had not made an actual effort to get my life back together. So my advice for you, if you're going through post-vacation depression, yes, it's so terrible. It It's inevitable for most people. Take as much time as you need. I would say the minimum amount you should take is like a week to get back on your feet. But at some point, too, you have to make an effort and try your best to get yourself out of that rut and when I first heard that advice because someone gave that advice to me and I was like shut up I was like literally shut up you don't you don't know what it's like but honestly they couldn't have been more correct because when I made an effort to actually want to better myself after my post-vacation depression or PVD we're gonna start calling it because they hate saying the entire word it's getting really redundant and annoying um whenever you get pvd you have to make an effort and that's like i think the only way to pull yourself out of it especially if like no one around you understands like if if you have it if you have P pvd and like no one understands that or like no one like gets you i feel like as sad as it is, you kind of have to be on your own with it and try to pull yourself out. And it's, like, a hundred times more difficult. Trust me, I know. It's, like, way more difficult to get through on, on your own than uh, with other people. But I feel like you also come out stronger when you do it on your own and you know how to handle it better. Because now I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on my PVD and how to handle it. I know the things that I like to do after I have PVD are like, oh, I love to just take care of my body. I love showering. I love doing my skincare routine. I like to clean my room up. I like to buy a lot of candles and light them. I like to 
um, delete some of my apps, like Snapchat and TikTok, for like a couple days, then get back on them, kind of reset. I like to write in my journal, which I've been also been kind of like slacking on because I, I've had a lot of testing to do in school. So writing now, I I just by like the end of the school day, I don't want to write anything. So I've been kind of slacking in my journal, and I need to like fix that because I love my journal and I bought it for a reason, not for it to just sit on my nightstand. I need I bought it to actually write in. Um. But since I have this podcast, I feel like kind of makes up for it. Anyway, um, yeah. Pull yourself out of it. You know, again, I like to do, I like to take care of my body. I like to buy candles and light them and keep them on the entire day. I like to not think about school if you're in school or work. Take a couple days off of work or school if you're allowed. And just reset. Hit the reset button. Clean, clean your space. You know, get some really good rest. And, I, and then after that, I think you're set. Honestly, after that, I think you're set. So, yeah. That's all I had to talk to you guys about today. I really wanted to cover everything tra- that has to do with traveling or things that I thought of that has to do with traveling. I really love traveling, but of course, to everything, there are pros and cons. And that's the end of the episode um i hope you guys enjoy this conversation about traveling i can't wait till i can go travel again because i just i i need to get out of here guys I, I'm, I'm if i don't get out of here in the next like two or three months i am gonna have another depressive episode and i i literally am counting on that um if i don't get out of here so yeah hopefully i know soon where i'll be going for my next trip hopefully it's soon I was actually supposed to go to L.A., or I was thinking about going to L.A. in, like, two and a half, three weeks, but time is just moving way too fast for me, so I am ending up not going, because time literally is just running away from me, so, yeah, um, but I can't wait to travel again. I love you guys. If you have any more questions or topics you want me to cover, tweet the podcast at on the table p on twitter um follow our instagram at on the table podcast we have a tiktok now at on the table podcast and our youtube channel is youtube.com slash on the table podcast i love you guys have a great rest of your week again you can get through this because we're strong as humans and until then i'll see you later i love you see you next week bye